0: For Basic Snitches, I'm Tara.
1: You sure? I'm <laughs> <That's> Adam. <laughs> she said something hit her. <laughs> I think it, like, working late finally hit her or something, because that was, <laughs> that came out of the depths of Basic
0: Snitches. <laughs> I did say
1: that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> we're, today we're discussing <laughs> chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix. In, in the, the hog's head. head. There's a dick joke somewhere. There, but I don't know if I have it in me right now. I never have a dick in me. So,
0: but you always have a dick joke in you.
1: I do, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm still a little tired. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I, like I just me. thought of this now, so let's just say it on the podcast. I am getting my booster the day before our next Step recording session.
0: I'm getting mine literally a week later.
1: Oh, you are okay. On the tenth. Yeah, I was looking at my schedule. And like I said, I think in the last Patreon exclusive, I'm just like, partied out, man. And like, my birthday is, and Thanksgiving is this upcoming week, and next weekend is like the one weekend where I don't have anything. When I got my second, we recorded the day after, and I mm-hmm. was like, oh my god. So, just a warning, and Roxana will be here.
0: Yes, Roxana will so be here. It will be wonderful. She'll be our next She's, person,
1: and we'll be in person.
0: She is wonderful. I love her. Yeah. So yeah, FYI, that's my vaccination status. Every part of the vaccination process, it's different for everyone. I've heard a lot of people be like, "Mm, "I was cool. Yeah. And then people will be like, ooh, knocked me out. Well, luckily,
1: this next time, I don't have to put my kitchen table together the same day, so. Like I did last time, so. Let's acknowledge our lovely patrons. We have Brian. We have Olivia. We have Ashley. We have Brittany. We have Mary Beth. We have Nisi, and we have Layla. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to join that list, please go to patreon.com slash basic snitches. You can join for three bucks a month. We'll recognize you in every single episode, and you get exclusive content that only our patrons get every single week. This week, we play another really fun game that Tara came up with. She has been on a roll of coming up with some great Patreon ideas. Another one that you don't really want to miss, so get on that. Okay. Do you have winner-losers? I
0: have winner-losers for the last chapter. Okay. Do I guess? I would love you to guess. Okay,
1: losers bridge. Yes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you, you, some, you gave me that face that was like, no, it's not. Okay. So I was like... Oh. No, it is. <laughs> A winner is McGonagall or Grubbly Plank, or both. It's McGonagall. Okay.
0: Not just because she's fucking badass, but I also appreciate that she is continually on top of Harry about how he needs to keep his head down. Obviously, like, Harry's looking at us like, oh my gosh, like, even my head of house is just coming down on me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, she understands the direness of it. I think she's got, using a lot of tough love there.
1: Yeah. You know, we actually didn't talk a lot about that or Angelina in the last I mean, episode, Angelina
0: is it is understandable. It is.
1: That was a meaty chapter, too.
0: So. Oh my god, there was so much in that chapter. I forgot how meaty that chapter yes. was.
1: Seriously. So, what is, uh, Umbridge Loose? Just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is the bitch in the chapter she loses like snape's over here being like oh it's about time i don't lose things anymore so adam sent me a thing i'm gonna read it it's about chapter 16 i hope so (laughs) (laughs) chapter 16 the hog's head
1: in the hog's head i fucked it up there too shit
0: okay Harry's been thinking about teaching data analysis after all, especially since he managed to get all his Google certifications renewed despite all the homework, quidditch practice, and detention with a k-word face. Hermione is like, oh cool, because I asked a couple of people to meet us at the fucking hole in the wall, Umbridge's bridge's nickname in college, in Hogsmeade. Turns out it's like 20 people. Long story short, everyone's like, yeah, let's meet once a week. They sign a contract to determine that they're on the lookout for a location. All of that is water under the bridge. Though, honestly, because we meet MOTHERFUCKING ZACK SMITH! Yeah, that's right. When he's not getting cozy with hot ladies, or harassing first years, or wetting the bed, or accidentally turning everything he touches into dicks, he's learning about data analysis with Professor Harry. Honestly, the fact that we finally reached ZACK SMITH on Basic Snitches is a major achievement. Well done, everyone. We did it. Overall, a pretty good chapter for Harry, thank God, because he needs it. Oh, also, Jenny has a boyfriend.
1: I was very proud of that very chaotic thing.
0: (laughs) What I've noticed is there are only so many ways you can write a thing. (laughs) Busby, you're not getting...
1: I wasn't laughing. I was laughing at there are only so many ways you can write a thing. Thank you for coming to my writing workshop.
0: (laughs) But I mean, like, we try to do, like, a full chapter summary or something... But the ways of these chapters are laid out, you're like, okay, I'm either going to write a 16 paragraph thing, or I'm just going to be like, these six things happen, and I'm just going to make fun of it. And yours was like, Zach Smith! Honestly, that's all you needed. Just... It's all, that's the only thing that happens in this chapter. Zach Smith. So I guess we can... Zach Smith <laughs> is such a dick in this chapter.
1: Period after dick, honestly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> all right so at the very beginning this is not really that important but hermione has moved on to vanishing kittens and i was like that is very sad where did they go why are Are we
0: vanishing animals where are they going i don't know but like you know ron's like oh i'm getting better and he's just got like the mouse tail where's that mouse go he doesn't have his tail anymore yeah i
1: hope they get to go to chuck e cheese (laughs) That's the only place I could think
0: of. I just go, why are we keep vanishing animals? I know. I
1: was like, are those kittens okay? Okay. Then, obviously, it picks up where the last chapter left off with Professor Harry and everything. And it's not that Harry talks about it, but I think it's in the narration of, like, Harry has been, like, really thinking about it and creating (laughs) lesson plans.
0: Yeah. And Hermione's very cautious about bringing it back up again because she wants to give him the time to think about it.
1: I think that we always talk about relatable things, but this is one of those things of like, you get an idea in your head of like a new project. This happens to me all the time, especially when it comes to like doing shit to my house. I'll see something on TikTok or Pinterest and I'll be like, oh, that looks really good. And then it'll just like stick in my head about like, all right, when am I going to do this? I need to go get the supplies for this. Should I try it here? Or should I try it there? It happens all the fucking time. Where this exact same thing, like, I'll be running things over in my head. So I wanted to mention that the fact that this idea has been planted into Harry's head and he's been thinking about it Mm -hmm. is such a good sign. And obviously, you know what happens. But that just shows that it's not just like, oh, okay, sure, I'll do it. But there's some passion.
0: Yeah, I think that he is... Starting to see what Ron and especially Hermione were talking about. He does understand the importance of it. I think Harry also always kind of wants less responsibility for things. And this is just another thing he has to deal with. But this is important in a different way than other things were, you know? Yeah. We get to hear that Hermione is writing to letters to Victor yeah, and someone is not pleased about this. Well, maybe
1: he's starting to get a boner for her. Maybe
0: he should fucking say something, Ron Weasley.
1: Yeah. Oh, and he calls him Vicky? That's
0: rude. Oh, that's his name. His name was Victor. Vicky is the short for What if Victor. he doesn't like being called Vicky? What if he loves it? what if he does. (laughs) Ron, you don't get to call him the familiar nickname. He's not your friend. Yeah, well,
1: someone's going to be calling him Wanwan in the future. Right. Ew. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Exactly. I liked that little detail as well. And so then they really start to talk seriously about this prospect of Harry teaching. And the one thing that came up that I thought was really cool is how they're like, we don't really want to turn anyone away. Like, the whole point is getting people who want to learn we should just allow people to show if they want to do it and they can be a trusted
0: that's definitely a hermione thing i love that about it it's a fine line i think she's walking here that i commend her and harry for how they navigate through the whole thing Like, Harry, when he's, like, starting to warm to the idea, he's like, yeah, my two best friends. And then part of him, I don't think, is surprised. Hermione's like, actually, I asked a bunch of people. Because he does recognize the importance of it. I think the fact that he doesn't completely flip out on her over it is because he recognizes how important it is. Yeah. He kind of has resigned himself to being like, this is just something else I have to do. Mm -hmm. I find their navigation of that whole process very interesting because he naturally will default to being like you're the smart one you're the one that's in charge of things but then recognizing that that people are not here to listen to Hermione they're not interested in what Hermione has to say Mm -hmm. he's the one that saw a classmate die last year you know so there's like there's an interesting balance between the two of them there and I commend Terry for not doing what is expected which I thought was him just being like oh fuck this no he really takes it seriously I think in the same way Hermione does They're like, this is actually more important than everything else. It's true. Ernie McMillan says it at the meeting. Even more
1: important than owls. Yeah. Which is key, you know.
0: That's like low key what they're thinking, but saying it out loud makes it more real.
1: My whole thing I kinda already touched on it, but the real world parallel is that everyone should have access to like learning and furthering their education and stuff. And yeah, this is no way in terms I mean maybe it is, you know, they just said this is the most important thing, but it's not the scope of what I'm thinking of like everybody should have access to education. But not turning anybody away, I think, is in that spirit of education, too. So, so yeah, I do like all of that conversation leading up to it. One other thing that comes up there, too, is he's like, well, who's going to show up to this thing because everybody doesn't believe me. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. It gets into the whole thing of, like, well, there's more people than you might think. And then and I was like, this is probably going to be a boost for your popularity and, like, how you feel about people, too.
0: Harry definitely needs to have this. Obviously, people are a little, like, antagonistic during the process but he still gets that support that i think he needs to have mm-hmm. to be reminded that it's not just the weasleys and hermione and neville and luna that believe in him
1: yeah like it's actually kind of perfect and getting
0: know. the other houses especially yeah great you know lee jordan is there and dean thomas is there but all the hufflepuffs there making sure that there are some ravenclaws names there tons of ravenclaws too honestly. Um, You know, Cho being there. You have to think about Cho in this moment. Just like what this is like for her. She is unwaveringly on Harry's side. And she's on the side of of good, honestly. Like, she lost Cedric. She was so primed to be like, I cannot, I don't believe this guy. She was a person that could totally be primed for that. It makes me interested to know more about her outside of school, like what her parents are like. Like, How she handled Ron several chapters ago. Like, she's real great. I really like Cho. She just, without a doubt, was like, yeah, I'm here, I gotta learn. And part of that is, yeah, remembering Cedric. She needs better friends, but whatever her
1: in particular because of her like reaction to all or not her reaction necessarily but her how all of this kind of impacted her in mm-hmm. the last book is, is a good point for sure. For she whatever. could have
0: chosen to grieve Cedric differently, and she's grieving Cedric in a very active way, I think, by being part of this. I
1: think that, too, she realizes that there's more at stake, too, like we had already talked about. Yeah. Cho's not a dummy.
0: A classmate who happened to also be her boyfriend died last year. A lot of people there are like, Oh, we're very curious we want to know what happened. I don't think that Cho gives off that vibe at all. That yeah. she's like, I want to know what happened to my boyfriend when came. back alive like there's none of that she's there she's like we have to grow past this and move forward now
1: when they're actually there of course a lot of the antagonizing at the beginning here is kind of led by zacharias
0: smith just like who the fuck is this guy right he's just kind of thrown in there what year is he do they say i
1: think he is year six
0: you think he's year older than
1: harry i think so Here's the thing. Yeah, it kind of sucks to walk into this, and he is kind of a dick, but I think he is being a voice for the people who don't necessarily know what to believe. They're curious enough to come out for this, and the way that Harry handles it is perfect, because it is the whole thing about, like, what happened to Cedric, what happened to Cedric? Because Zacharias and Cedric may have been, like, close. Right. This is the same house. And then Harry's just like, hey here's the thing. If you want to hear about Cedric, then you can leave. That's not what this is about. It's so much more than just learning these spells and techniques. There's like a deeper level to it. That level set, I think, is such a good way to start this conversation. I agree. class, if you will.
0: I think that Harry kind of sets the tone with being unwilling to bite on the Cedric conversation. And I think that him setting the tone, it's another layer of seriousness. Because I think you're right. I think Zach Smith's line of logic is completely understandable. No one knows what fucking happened. We want to know because this was a person that we cared about. We don't have the tools that we need. And if what you're saying is true, then we need these things and there's probably an underlying fear there so yeah zack smith is a fucking dick but he's real about it i think choosing to have him come in and be real so that we can see jenny's boyfriend be less of a dick but still kind of antagonistic and then we can also see the hufflepuffs we already know and spent time with in book two be harry's classmates yeah
1: and supporter like ernie obviously speaks up susie
0: so here's an interesting thing about susan bones is that She's described in this chapter as, like, Harry didn't know her name. Yeah,
1: she has the braid. The girl with the braid.
0: And she is sorted in the first book. Yeah. I'm pretty sure She's that She's, like, the she, first one. I think she is. Although maybe Hannah is the first oh, one. Oh, maybe, yeah. But I don't know that all of them are mentioned. Here's the other interesting thing, though.
1: She's the person in the movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but... But, like, the choice to make sure that we touch base with these names we recognize, these Hufflepuffs, and... Mm. No one gives a shit about Ravenclaws in Harry's yeah, year, there's but...
1: Yeah, like, Michael Corner and... Michael is a Hufflepuff. Or, yeah, but, yeah. well, but still, like, the but fact yeah. that there's all these, like, just like, throwing new these, names, too. Bringing,
0: yeah, like, the, mixing in those new names with the names that we've heard, like, we're like, oh, yeah, we've heard of Anthony Goldstein, whatever the fuck he's about. The Patil twins, and, again, every time we get to have these moments where we're like, there's a lot of these people that the names we should recognize are there, I think are just really strong points for Harry. It kind of grounds him, too. Neville and Dean are there. Those are his roommates. Yeah. Also, the girl he likes is there but also kids from Hufflepuff, who he shared a table with in Greenhouse. It's all of these connections, which is what he needs. And I think that that is one of the things that gives him the courage and the confidence to say these things. Yeah,
1: I think so too. And then, of course, they start to bring up all these things that he's done to all of his accomplishments. just one after the other, and it's not just one person either. What this brought me back to was... In the earlier chapters, specifically Acrimon Place, after the whole prefect thing, where he's like, Well, I did all this stuff, so why am I not being praised for it? And like, we had talked through, all... those things aren't necessarily skills for our prefect, but this is where those skills are for. Right. It's like a full circle moment that is quite nice. And it's, like, exactly what he needed.
0: It's also very relatable and very human of him Mm -hmm. when pressed upon and in this moment. Like, these same things that he was telling himself he was so great for doing because he was in such a heightened state of, like, frustration. You know, when he came to Grimald Place for the first time and then, like, jealousy and recognizing the realness of that feeling versus being in this moment where it's, like, in his face... It just shows how complex Harry is, Mm -hmm. and it shows his strength, but I thought it was interesting that you had brought up him going through that thought process when Ron was named Prefect, and then how he handles being complimented and people throwing out all of his accomplishments When, in his brain, at one point in this book, he's been like, yeah, I did all that. But now he's like, I did do that, but it also, let me look at why and how.
1: Who was the first person, do you know, who started bringing this up? All these, like, accomplishments. In the movie, it's Luna.
0: I think it is Susan Bones, when she does the, Um, you can produce the corporeal patronus. Harry's like, oh, do you know Madame Bones? That's my aunt. Yeah,
1: that's right. I think it's kind of cool that, in the book, it is somebody who he doesn't, like, recognize first off, too. I really like that. Because in the movie, and I like this too, honestly, we've already had that Luna moment with the that we talked about in the last episode. And Luna brings it up first here, and it's almost as if she's interrupting Zach Smith. It gets kind of tense, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, you can do this, can't you? It's almost like Luna recognizes it and changes it. I kind (laughs) of like that too, which is why I was like, okay, who is the first person? In
0: the book, it is Susan Bones. I actually kind of wish that she had also been in the movie because she's a character that has been cast by this fucking movie series. But whatever, that's fine. That's about the movie. But she's thrown out information, Lee, Jordan, Mm -hmm. Neville, Ginny. Ernie. It's fun because these are people who would like rally around Harry in different aspects of his existence at school.
1: Well, not even that, but like and obviously a lot has changed since book 2. Ernie was one of the people who is like very against Harry at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, of course Ernie is always someone who speaks up and always someone who is um, I think a good like agent of change and stuff as well. So,
0: Hot take. I think had they made it to their seventh year in a normal way, I think Ernie and Hermione would have been head boy and girl. That's yeah, I, I think. think that makes a lot of sense. I think Ernie McMillan is the only male character in their class that has continually been brought up in a positive way, both academically and as a character that we like and care about. Yeah. Obviously, the seventh year is shit, so that doesn't happen. Yeah. But I think it would have been Ernie and yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. That's hot take that's not really relevant right now, but it is. It's cool just to kind of see how you rally around the people who don't know Harry and are wary how, like, the Weasley twins are like whatever the fuck that thing they're threatening Zach Smith with.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Would you like us to clean out your ears with this? Or any other orifice? We don't really yeah. care where you stick this. Fucking Weasley twins. Yeah. I love them.
1: There's a lot of little details in here, it's... too. Like, there's Luna and her Helo pass thing. Oh, my God.
0: And then Ginny does her Umbridge impression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hermione and Luna are, like, getting into it. And I'm like... "Mm." Yeah. And then Ginny's like, gotta handle this. Yeah. And she does handle it. See, so
1: it's so interesting because every character here does have these interesting peaks and valleys, despite everything. Overall, it's a very rich... Very positive chapter. I do have a few more like little notes throughout. Some other things that we had kind of missed was there is a little bit of like a worried thing about Sirius. Earlier on, about like, what if we were to have this dog bound up to us in the middle of Hogsbeed, and what if Draco's like right there? He's constantly worrying about Sirius, and I almost feel like is this foreshadowing for the end of the book?
0: I think so. At the end of the book, it is a very unfortunate decision that Harry makes. What leads Sirius to his death? Yeah. That being said, Sirius is reckless in this whole book. Yeah. And I think it's important that we keep touching base with the idea that Sirius and Harry are not on the same page here. Sirius is. Not worrying about himself. And he's basically making Harry worry about him. Which is... A really unfortunate and not a good godfather thing to be doing.
1: You said it really well. I was like, he's making him worry about him being reckless.
0: I mean, you know, I don't want to be like, Sirius is terrible. But like, Sirius was in Azkaban and he's restless and it's so relatable. I don't want to be like, Sirius is terrible, but like... he's even stunted a bit, if you think about it. I think he is. That's a real and important thing to understand. The way he engages with Molly about Harry's care in the beginning of the book. It's not even that Sirius is irresponsible. It's that he just doesn't comprehend yeah molly is probably at least 15 years older than him
1: yeah we talked about like that difference
0: i think that's really important that you brought up that harry's worry about Sirius because i think that actually plays a lot into his decision at the end this whole time he has felt and even in that chapter when it happens later on he's feeling uneasy about things i'm sorry like he doesn't have any adults to talk to when he's in a shitty situation and the adult that he could have had a better relationship with has not come through for him because he doesn't know how to
1: yeah another little note that i had at one point Filch sniffs harry and that's gross
0: oh because he was sniffing her dunk
1: bombs and then also the witch at the bar i think is very fabulous (laughs) i was like i like this lady oh yes The only other stuff I have is, like, at the very end, too. I love Hermione's contract idea. Finally, they have to, like, sign something to, like, prove that they're going to abide by these rules in, like, a certain cup.
0: One has to be like, but Quidditch. And I, like, roll my eyes. I get
1: it. I fucking get it. And then, of course, the location thing is the other big thing that comes up, which is kind of fun, because for us who know the... Because those we above, know what happens. It's like Room of Requirement is coming up, which I know we already had said is probably one of the most dangerous places at Hogwarts, but... It, basically. For their intents and purposes. <clears throat> it's
0: also, the discussion about Ginny having a boyfriend. Yeah,
1: that's another thing. She has a boyfriend. Ron is
0: like... I'm sorry, what? Hermione
1: sorry. was also said something about, like, oh, Cho can take your eyes off.
0: So Hermione is... It's so interesting about relationships. She has been sitting on this knowledge about Ginny since literally last year. Ginny started dating Michael last year. And she knows that Ron doesn't know this. And I think it's very fascinating that that's, like, just a thing that Hermione knows and does not ever, like, think about or worry about. But then she's, they're having this conversation and Ron is, like, stewing about Ginny and then she realizes oh also Cho couldn't keep her eyes off Harry and like she's trying to like make that a thing and I think that's really interesting because she's such a diehard friend you know yeah and she's like she knows that Harry likes Cho Mm -hmm. and she ain't blind she saw Cho be checking out Harry we all know Harry got hotter in the fourth and fifth year like Daniel Radcliffe did Equus so you know that's what we Talk about Myrtle be checking him out in the fourth book. it's be checking everyone out. Myrtle's horny. <laughs> she is. It's so cute that she's like also. It's interesting that this happened. That
1: Cho and jenny are both brought up basically in the same sentence, almost <laughs> again, sort of like alluding. Maybe it's interesting at the very least that those two things kind of collided. And I mean, yes. One of the reasons why Ginny has started talking is because now she has a boyfriend to distract her and she's not focused on Harry anymore. Of course now Joe is the one looking, so yeah, it makes sense, but it's also just kind of interesting.
0: It's low-key just more information about Ginny and the kind of person she's becoming because she's not over Harry. We know that. She has just accepted what Harry is in her life. And so that's why when they get together in the next book, it's extra sweet, I think. I know if you hate that relationship, I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. Because I think Ginny is badass as fuck. Finally a good chapter for Harry.
1: Let me just... Take it away,
0: game ho! So, it's time to play a game. And it's called, How Much of This Book Do You Actually Remember That Happens After This Chapter? (laughs) Uh, none. Here we go. I want to ask you... Is this a you... quiz? Yeah. I want to ask you three questions Are you about... timing me with your fucking smoke alarm? <laughs> no. Tara actually carries a smoke
1: alarm with her. <laughs> so anytime she thinks she comes across someone that she thinks is hot, she brings it out and she beats it. <laughs> it's true. All right. What, what? Okay, I have
0: three questions about people in this chapter. Okay. And who they are. I'm
1: gonna fail this because I wasn't able to study. <laughs> Last time I was able this, to study. This, a this is, a it, it, quiz, it
0: is a pop quiz. This is a pop quiz. It is a pop quiz. I think that. They're all actually fairly easy questions. Okay. Question number one. Oh, I'm sorry, there's four. I apologize. Question number one. Who is the bartender at the Hogshead?
1: Oberforth the Dumbledore.
0: Yay. Question number two. Who is the first person to sign the parchment Hermione passes it Around?
1: One of the Weasleys. I know this is wrong. Which Weasley? Fred. You know me, I'm a psychic bitch. Um, that's me.
0: Number three. What is the name of Cho's friend? Marietta Edgecombe. Very nice. I thought this was stuff that happens after this chapter. But you don't learn any of this information until after Other than the part oh, about Fred, okay. you don't learn. I did do my research. Okay, cool. Question number four. Who is the witch? Oh, man. In the corner.
1: It's not Umbridge. It is not Umbridge. Forenzi.
0: Is that your final answer?
1: I mean, I don't know who it actually is, okay. so I'm trying to think about, like, who could it be?
0: Do you want me to tell you? Or do you is want it to... Lucius
1: Malfoy?
0: Do you want me to tell you, or do you want to leave that? No, I want of, you to tell me. It's Mundungus. It is. Mundungus. Spoiler. What the fuck? It it why? That gets explained later, in a few chapters, maybe in the next chapter.
1: What the fuck?
0: <laughs> I was like reading through this, and I was like, oh my god, this is like mentioned later, and then we know chose. Annoying friend's name, and obviously, like we'll find out later, what the name of prior of the hogshead. is. Well, those
1: first three were easy. Now the second, that last one has
0: yeah. me like a little bit surprised. Yeah, that one is Douglas.
1: How much money do I win? In the movie, we already talked about the serious firehead conversation that kind of leads into it. Yeah. So that happens, they go right to the hogs head so there's no additional conversation there, which I sort of get additional dialogue is usually an easy thing to cut from the movie. But I think the movie actually does really well.
0: My biggest frustration with the movie is the cutting of the characters. Me too. Oh, the thing we didn't talk about, which we talked about while we were watching the movie, is that the creepy brothers are both there but Dennis Creevy oh, yeah. is technically only a second year. Yeah,
1: and he is there in the book, too.
0: Yeah, he is there in the book. And in the movie, the Creevys just don't exist anymore, even though we literally had a person playing Colin Creevy in the second yeah. movie. So I don't yeah. fucking know what that's about. We have Rando Little Nigel, who is cute. Yeah. The, the little actor's great. and There's nothing against him. It yeah, just... I had
1: actually thought that was Dennis Creevy because he looks creepy. He could,
0: like, they should have just made that kid Dennis Creevy and it wouldn't have been as fucking weird. Yeah. You know? But then also, Luna having the line that should have been Susan Bones yeah
1: exactly I agree I like especially um,
0: because Madam Bones is in the movie
1: Right. And there's so many other people there that aren't necessarily, like, noticeable. There's also no Marietta Edgecombe.
0: Yeah, which fucks up Cho's storyline later in the movie. Exactly. Because... Fucks it so hard.
1: You can even tell they kept going back to Cho standing next to Luna, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're, like, the Ravenclaw. Oh, girls. there's some
0: Ravenclaws, yeah. Well, because the Patil sisters are both in Gryffindor in the movie, so...
1: Yeah, that's true as well. So some of those details were interesting, but I do think it would have been kind of interesting to see, like, a seedier bar like you can kind of see like it's hanging from only one chain the sign is the
0: inside that seems a little dirty but there are like oh it's off the beaten path but i was like it just seems
1: like because in the book we didn't really touch on this either but the bartender who we know is Aberforth is a dick kind of yeah what is what he says i'm like
0: excuse me and he's like cleaning shit with dirty rags yeah that's nasty it's so nasty I think that the scene where they're discussing Harry being like, I'm not talking about Cedric, I think that is well done. It's very well truncated, I, I think. think so too. It's one of Emma Watson's better moments in the movie because they did actually give her some line like the awkwardness of it is so endearing because mm. that's literally where they're like, Here we are now what? The speech about Cedric is very well delivered. Yeah. I think this is a very strong scene, even with the changes. Yeah. Also, Bonnie Wright looks super hot in this part of the movie, even though she doesn't get to do shit in this goddamn series.
1: Mm-hmm. I did not notice.
0: I was like, oh, Ginny at least looks hot since she doesn't get to have any cool lines or cool shit to do because the movie writers hate the character or something, but she looked really pretty. And then, of course, what
1: happens at the very end, they all come back and somehow Umbridge is looking at these children come back. And she like knows. Yeah. She's hanging out with Filch. I think it's very clear that they are not all-knowing, so I don't know what that was about, but I guess we'll see what happens
0: next time. Right. I Umbridge is not in this chapter, but she is losing points, right? No. What the fuck? She always she must lose points. Plus five to everybody who came to the hog's head from
1: Hogwarts with some slight differences. So five points to everybody except for Zachariah Smith. <laughs> he doesn't get anything. Plus five additional to Ginny for the Umbridge impression. Oh. Ron, Ernie, Hermione, and Luna. Hell yeah. So I didn't really talk about this, but Luna has the thing about the heliopaths. Oh, and yeah. I was like, ha ah, So I gave her an instrument. And then plus 10 additional to Harry. And this is worth noting that Harry was at zero before this.
0: <laughs> uh, well, he he kind of jumped in with some pretty low points. Yes.
1: So now he's back in the positive. I also gave five to the Witch in the Black Veil, which now I'm kind of like, really? Why did I do that? <laughs> you know what?
0: He's got all kinds of negative points anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to hurt for him to have some positive. As then, long as he beats Fudge, it doesn't matter. Well, there's no way he's
1: not going to beat Fudge. And then negative five to the Barman at the Hogshead, which is also unfortunate... <laughs> But, hey, it is what it is. That's what you get for trying to, like, trick us. I mean, he didn't trick it. You, you know what I mean. You, that's what you get for being rude.
0: Yeah, he rude.
1: That's what you get for being rude. That's what you get for being fierce. Uh, he's,
0: he's grouchy, too, man.
1: Yeah. Next time, we're going to be discussing Chapter 17, which is another chapter. Of
0: oh, the here. I will look it up. Dumbledore's um, Army? Oh, Educational Decree Number 24. Oh, yeah. Which is the one that's like, you can't do these things. What a bitch. What a bitch. Roxanna Chapter, Bell will be here. <laughs> Chapter 17, What a Bitch. What a bitch, exactly. Featuring Roxana Bell. That makes Roxanna sound like a bitch. Yeah, but she's not. She's the greatest. We love her. <laughs> All right. I'll see you well, next time.
1: I was about to say enjoy, but you already did.
0: It, it, listen again. Listen to the Patreon exclusive. Yes, but first you have sure. to
1: subscribe to the yep. Patreon. So, so guess
0: you will be yeah. a patron now. Yay! Do thanks. It. Give us money.